everyone, Edna Kimball, Edna Sells, and welcome to today's episode where we have Miss Laura Keister. 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 She knew I was going to say it wrong. <laughs> you were ready. Everyone says it yes. wrong. Keister. Miss Laura Keister. Well, Laura, like we were just saying before the camera turned on, we've ran in the same circles for a while now, um, and you are, what is the, the correct verbiage? You're the director? Uh-huh. I'm okay. the director at Help in Crisis. Correct. And how long have you been there? So six years. I just hit my six-year mark. Okay. I think I went off the board just as you were coming I think on. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So we we kind of crossed paths there. So yeah. okay. So before you got with Help in Crisis, you were a local uh, counselor. Yes, I am a licensed professional counselor, and I worked in the mental health field for. I mean, 20 years before I came on board with Help in Crisis. Mm -hmm. um, from everything from um, community mental health, group practice, and then my last probably 10 to 12 years, I was in private practice. Okay, so that was a good segue over for it Help was, in Crisis. It was different. Um, when when I was considering coming and or even applying for the job, that was one of the things I thought was with private practice, you know, you can work as little or as much as you want, when you want. Um, and was I ready to come to something that was basically I'm on call 24-7 and I'm, you know, work every day and on the weekends. And so it was a big decision, but I just, I knew that it was the, it was my next step. Okay, and for those who are not familiar with Help in Crisis, can you explain to us what that is? Sure. So we are a agency that serves uh, survivors of domestic violence, sexual assault, and stalking. We are a nonprofit agency. Um, we've been in existence for 43 years, which is amazing. I mean, yeah. think about how different it was in 1980 oh, yeah. versus today. Um, we serve four counties. Uh, Cherokee, Adair, Wagner, and Sequoia County, and we serve about 7,000 people a year. I didn't realize it was that. Yep. Yeah. So it's definitely something needed in the community. Unfortunately, sure. yes. Yeah, yeah. And so let's talk about what that looks like. Um, there is um, outreach programs, and there's a hotline, mm -hmm. right? There's shelters. And then there's also just assistance for people who are just needing to to talk, I guess. So right. kind of walk us through all of those different avenues. Okay, it's pretty it's pretty multifaceted. Um, we have residential services, and then we have non-residential services. So res residential would be for people who are literally fleeing for safety. They have nowhere safe to go. They don't have family or friends or anyone around here that you know, can help them. Um, and so we have emergency shelter. Um, the shelter is located here in Cherokee County. Uh, we can house up to around 30 people at a time. Um, it's staffed 24 seven and the average shelter stay is anywhere. It's, it's around 30 days, which is not enough by the right. way. Um, but it's something, it's a place to get I kind of use the example of, um, it's like, you know, when you go on a trip, you your ultimate destination might be uh, Washington, D.C., but you have to go to Dallas first. Sure. You have yeah. a layover. Yeah. That's kind of what the shelter is like. It's a layover. It's a place to, you know, collect yourself, 
kind of get a plan for how you're going to get, get from there to the next place. Um, but during that stay, we provide all kinds of services. So case management, um, we connect them with counseling, substance abuse counseling if they need that, mental health services. Um, sometimes it's just like people are literally leaving with nothing. Yes. And so they don't have a birth certificate. They don't have a driver's license. Maybe they've never even had a job or uh, never had their own money and had to manage money. So we're just helping them kind of get back on their feet and figure out where they are going to start. Yeah. And um, it's all facets because there's everything from a um, just a individual woman to a woman with newborns or children yeah. and so you're providing basically shelter and clothing and food for all of these different yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, then the the other services we have are more um, non-residential so that would be for someone who had a safe place to go but they still need help they have mm -hmm. they need help navigating the court system they might need help uh, getting a protective order and having someone go to court with them uh, peer counseling um, we have a whole sexual abuse or sexual assault program um, that's not a fun thing to talk about but you know sexual assault does happen and um, there are sane nurses or sexual assault nurse examiners that provide those examinations and then we provide all the follow-up from that the counseling and support groups and um, interaction with court that that survivor might need so there's just so much there's so much we have a child advocacy center um, where we interview children forensically who have um, possibly experienced sexual abuse or witnessed domestic violence in their house um, so it a lot of layers on and on and on yes yeah, yeah well first off and foremost thank you and and everyone involved because it is it's unfortunate that it's been needed for 43 years but it is something that is needed and has helped so many people and you know there's there's people here in the community and who have said if not for you know where would i be and so i think it's an amazing amazing program um, so one of the things, obviously, because it's nonprofit, is about raising funds to keep continue this and support this. And you ladies have a lot going on yeah. over there. So we do. Yeah. This month, the next six weeks are crazy busy with uh, fall fundraising. Usually we don't try to do two in the fall, but um, this year, yeah, I had a bright idea. <laughs> Being my bright ideas. Um. Well, let's talk about some of the longest running. One of my favorite, Walk a Mile. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that program. So, so Walk a Mile in Her Shoes is just a fun way to educate the community um, about sexual assault, about healthy relationships, about consent, um, and it's just it's just fun to get the guys to come out, put on those red high heels, and walk a mile. Literally in, walking a mile in heels. Yeah. It's hilarious to watch. Down Muskogee Avenue. Um, but it is also, it does also signify, you know, like I'm going to be the example for mm -hmm. my coworkers or my family or my children. And I'm, I'm not going to be uh, part of that crowd that, you know, makes tacky jokes about women or um, is abusive verbally, physically, sexually in any way. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's kind of multifaceted too that you know it's educational 
but it's also an opportunity to raise some funds. Yeah. And we are on our 12th year. This okay. last year was our 12th walk a mile. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it, now everybody just looks forward to it. Because and would it's you fun. say it's one of the larger fundraisers or? Um, it was until a couple of years ago when we came up with the hike fundraiser. Okay, that's the next thing we yeah. want to talk about. Tell us about that because okay. um, several of people that I just hold in high esteem have done that. And then I noticed that you actually did it last year. I was like, oh my goodness. So, so tell us what that looks like. Okay, so in 2020, of course, we were all crazy with COVID and um, we weren't that early part of 2020 we were not able to have walk a mile hair shoes and um, that summer our board was saying you know I don't think we're ready to do anything in person in the fall the fall of 2020 and so that summer I was like man what can I do that is creative that wouldn't involve a large crowd um that people might want to support and get behind and so i just had i've always loved backpacking i've always loved hiking and so i pitched the idea to my husband and i was like what if i hiked the the ozark highlands trail it's 164 miles total what if i backpacked it and just you know tried to get people to sponsor that journey nobody has to do anything but me um and he was like okay if you want to <laughs> and so my next step was and have then, you ever done it before i hadn't done a through hike okay so i had done lots of hiking a little backpacking but nothing to cover 164 miles it takes about 10 to 12 days yeah. and you literally take everything you need in your backpack and carry it out yes you, i mean <laughs> you're out thing. there for yes, that you long. not leave anything behind right, right. So I came to the board that summer, and I was like, what do y'all think about this idea? And, you know, they all kind of looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> and But then they were like, that's a pretty good idea, Laura. And one of my board members, Angela Ray, she said, um, well, if you're going, I'm going. Oh, wow. And they, they, they were like, hey, let's give it a try. Yeah. And so... We began planning that backpacking trip. We had a couple of other ladies who jumped in and joined us. So there was a group of four or five of us that went out that November. Um, we we didn't accomplish 164 miles, but we had a couple of injuries. And we had a night that it was so cold that we like we woke up with ice, temperatures, yeah. icicles. It was so cold and we were like, all right, we're out. <laughs> But that was, you know, that was uh, 90 miles later and six or seven days in. But I think it was such a new idea and people were really engaged. We were sharing the story. Yes, yeah. um, the people were donating like $5 here, $10 here. And we, that year, we raised more money than Helping Crisis has ever made on oh, any wow. fundraiser. That's amazing. Like six digits. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, there was a, just a lot of social posts, and you were you were talking about just your struggles. And I I'm not sure which which it was. It might have been Miss Shankel, but someone shared the fact that this is this is something that I'm choosing to do. Mm-hmm. I can walk away at any point, and I have family who will come and pick me up and yeah and they related it back to the fact of why you're actually raising the money yes. there's so many women who do not have the option to say oh this is uncomfortable I'm done mm-hmm. and then have the support to move on and I think that that was 
you know, because I was definitely just hitting that <laughs> donate button. I was so enthralled with yeah. that. Yeah. So it is very similar, and a lot of times survivors leave with the only the things they have on their back, mm -hmm. and that's what we did. And we had to take one step at a time, and that's what we tell survivors on their journey. You can't think ten years down the road. You can only think about you know th this next thirty minutes or this day. And you just have to keep moving forward one step at a time. And that we literally told ourselves that out on the trail because it was very hard. The, the OHT is up a hill, down a hill, cross a river. Up a hill, down, not a hill, a mountain. A mountain, yes. And it was sure. very exhausting. So, but it was successful. And here's the thing, though. Last year we were like, we got to go try it again because we didn't complete it. Oh, gotcha. So... There, it was just our own selves. We we were just like, we have to try it again. Um, and so we made a second attempt, and that's when Deanna and a few others, Angie Retzloff, um, joined us. And Listen, those ladies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They will carry you up the mountain. Yes. In fact, Deanna carried my backpack at See, one I'm point. I'm not surprised. And hers. Yes, yeah. So, and yeah. she's, you know. She's superwoman. Yeah. So, but we did it again last year and um, completed the 164 miles, oh, wow. raised even more money than we did the year before. So it you know, it, it was just an awesome opportunity, and I think people just really liked the fact that they could, um, they could give to something that they knew. You knew, ninety percent, ninety cents of your dollar, right, was going to Absolutely. the services because there wasn't anything you had to pay for, right? You know, right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So this year it's a little different. One of the things we've learned in the last couple of years is that, um, people had said. Oh, I'd love to do something like that, but I can't take off two weeks of work, uh, two weeks of work, or I can't do 164 miles. And so we decided we're going to give it one more try this year, but it's going to look different. We have different groups. So if you wanted to hike, you could join in on a one mile hike. You could go for a four to five mile day hike. And then we have two groups going out that one group's doing a two night overnight and then one group's doing a three or a four night overnight, a backpacking trip. So it's been kind of fun because other people are signing up to go with I us. Love that. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of great things happen around the campfire, and a lot of good conversations. And we kind of felt like it would be a good opportunity to really talk about what we do and um, encourage other people to support our mission. Yeah, I love that. I think that's going to be very popular. Because I it so. is correct. It's really hard to commit to 10, 12 days. Yes. And then also that's something that, that physically not everyone can do. Right. But maybe a couple of days that would work. Right. So that's amazing. So it's okay. fun. Okay. Well, we can't wait to see. Now, what are the dates of that? Has it been um, set yet? Or? Yeah, it's November. The, we've got a couple of different groups going out the 3rd, 4th, and 5th. And then we have our groups that are doing the backpacking trips on the next weekend, which I think is the 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th of November. Okay, okay. We're going to definitely put the information below so that people can reach out if they're interested in joining you or sponsoring, for awesome. sure. Okay. And then we've got the Masquerade Ball. Yes. Yes. And I think that by the time this airs, we will have already had that. But go ahead and tell us because I want to build up some FOMO so that next year, yeah. they'll all jump on it. <laughs> it. It's looking to be 
the party of the year. <laughs> I mean, in my opinion, um, we so we've done two masquerade balls. We did one in 2018 and we did one in 2019. So now this is the comeback year. Um, we it is going to be at the casino uh, October 13th. Um, we decided to really like the goal of it really was just to provide a fun night. Um, we don't have a speaker that's you know going to talk for 30 minutes. Um, we have entertainment, we have a magician, we have um, this whole group that's coming that is bringing aerialists okay. who will dangle from the ceiling on the silks oh, and like flip and turn. Cirque du Soleil kind, kind of, of vibe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, stilt walkers, jugglers. Um, and then, of course, we have a DJ, um, our local our DJ, local, yeah, DJ yes, yeah. Sean, um, who will play at 9 o'clock. Really good meal. Um, but it's just it's just kind of going to be a fun night. We, we, we're going to celebrate, um, you know, the successes, of the, the lives changed that mm-hmm. have happened over the last 43 years. But more than anything, it's just going to be a fun night to get together. Oh, great. And it is a, a great fundraiser if you're looking yes. for almost like a Halloween party-esque kind yes. of thing to go to. Now, um, this could be completely wrong, but did I hear that there's like fire twirlers that are going to be there so or possibly okay. we're still we're still waiting to get I'm just some intrigued of that, food by that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right i'm yeah. sure the building <laughs> let's check the insurance before we yes. bring in the fire twirlers well you know i was a twirler back in high school oh, okay. never did it with fire but i'm willing to try right <laughs> you get that insurance in place <laughs> you never know right <laughs> <laughs> that would be a, a whole another segment maybe not a fundraiser we might need to sell tickets for that, that that's true yes there you and go and a twirl so what are um, obviously we've talked a lot about some of the ways that people can get involved is through donations um, but if somebody wanted to just maybe make a, a donation that wasn't monetary are there any things that the that the center or any of the other aspects are actually needing or maybe time that someone could give mm-hmm. We, there's some things that we always need that, um, and we have a list on our website too that makes it easy oh, to look perfect. at. But we will pop that down below then, for sure. So things like pillows, blankets, towels, of course, you know, hygiene products, um, just the things that, you know, we let people take their pillows with them when they leave, um, the things that are consumable. Okay. Um, we we aren't we don't really take a lot of clothing donations right now just because we don't have the room to store sure. it. Yeah. So we have we keep a good collection for people like when they need to go uh, for a job interview or in, in if they come in and have nothing pajamas and undergarments and you know enough to get them started. Right. Luckily we have a great relationship with the Habitat the yes. Rack and so our clients get vouchers to go there. That's so great. we don't have to store the clothing they can go to habitat and get what they need right so if somebody if you had some gently worn or some new things with tags on them that you never fit into (laughs) that's my story um they could donate to restore knowing that that is going to help someone potentially yes okay i love that yeah so that that's uh as far as donations you know we we there are times that we need volunteers for different projects you know especially like walk a mile in her shoes we are always utilizing volunteers for that we have a lot of college students that come and get their 20 hours of community service so there are ways to volunteer the best way to find out more about 
those opportunities is to call our office and okay. um, find out how you could best be utilized. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a lot of good ways to become involved. Okay, fantastic. And um, obviously, this this entire program would would not be where it's at without the founding mothers. Yes. Can you speak to a, about a few of those ladies? Yeah. My favorite being Linda Axley. Yes. Um, she is just a powerhouse. Yeah. She, I, I am just so honored. Um, I love all of them. And over the last six years, I've really had the opportunity to get to know um, all of them. Um, Linda Axley basically was the start. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Pam Moore was our first executive director and spent several years at Helping Crisis. Um, Amy Blackburn was oh, one of our yeah. one of our early ons, and I believe she was pretty instrumental with volunteer recruitment and training. And um, of course, Dina Frankie, yes. executive director for at least twenty five years. Yeah. Um, but it's just. It is really very humbling and just an honor to be the one to carry the torch. Um, I tell my staff all the time, like, this ship isn't sinking with me. <laughs> no way. So we're, whatever, you know, when we had the government shut down a couple of years ago, that was very scary. And I was like, we're not, this isn't sinking. Yeah. I, I can't yeah. do that. Yeah, because as a nonprofit, it's grants, and the grants are very, from having been on the board, you think, well, you've got a government grant, but it's very um, restrictive on exactly. what you can spend that money on. So you can't, even if you need shampoo for, you know, the residents, you can't spend the money on that. It has to be um, spent the way it's earmarked. So, right, right. so that's why the fundraising is so important to keep the doors on and the lights on. It is, <laughs> yeah. It's about 25% about of our budget comes from donors oh, wow. and fundraising yeah. so we we could I say this all the time we could not do the life-saving services that we provide we could not do that without the support of our community yeah. and Tahlequah has proven over and yes. over again that they are so supportive and so that's why we appreciate you coming in today so that we can put the information below and then that way because people are always like how do I get involved how do I help and I think that this is a great uh, way to put them in touch with you. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Okay. And you've been such a great supporter too. I mean, not only being on our board, but um, I love the fact that you have provided the Thanksgiving and the Christmas dinners. And that's something a lot of people don't think of. And you're right, like a grant would not pay for that. No, no And so, yeah, just, we were that family growing up where the, the church would get together and bring us food, you know what I mean? And so now to be able to give that back, I just think that's everything. It's, so very, yeah. I feel very fortunate to be able to do that. So well, we, yeah. we appreciate that and just your constant support of any fundraiser we ever do and yeah. and just talking about us out in the community. Well, you guys are the ones doing the hard stuff, so <laughs> I can talk all day long. <laughs> well, again, thank you for taking the time. Sure. Now, is there anything that maybe we did not discuss that, that you would like to, to fill the public in on or? No, um, October's Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Okay, yes. So you'll see a lot of things happening in our communities in all four counties um, just to bring awareness to the problem. And it, unfortunately, we have a big problem in Oklahoma. Oklahoma's number, number two right now in the United States for uh, women killed by men. Oh my 
So we we seem to always stay in the top five. Um, it, I think there are several reasons why. That would probably be a whole other podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, but we can all do something by keeping our eyes open and by saying something and by educating, you know, the people around us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's. I think that that. It, starting the conversation is the number one thing so that someone feels comfortable raising their hand and saying I need some help this does not seem right yeah so so we will definitely put those contact numbers below so if anyone is needing to reach out um, and thank you again I I know how many directions you're being pulled (laughs) because it really is 24 7 for you so we appreciate you coming in today guys please like follow and share so that we can help get this information out and if there's anything that you would like to volunteer or donate please reach out. They would be so appreciative and it goes to such an amazing cause. And as always, thank you for watching.